Is Prince William's royal affair actually real, or could it be totally invented by gossip in the media? By the way, you'll be careful what you say now, because these guys, they're filming I everything. know! Right now, the press and the internet won't let rumors of a secret affair between Prince William and Rose Hanbury die. There's even talk that they spent 2023 Valentine's Day together. There's basically no true evidence of anything, while certain insiders claim it's a known fact, or give indirect fuel to the fire. So will we ever be able to know? The royals are a very carefully managed industry, a closed shop to all but the very few, with a delicate symbiotic relationship with the press. They have the money and influence to pour cold water on any stories before they gain credibility. Let me give you some background on William that the firm has tried very hard to scrub from existence. Meanwhile, the history of the royal family is full of juicy affairs and beloved mistresses, so the press is highly aware of how magnetically we're drawn to the story arc of the royal other woman. Here's our take on William's supposed royal affair and the seemingly never-ending arms race to find out what's really going on behind the doors of the palaces. What was the spark that lit the fire of these Prince William rumors? Interestingly, the affair rumors didn't start out as affair rumors, but focused on an alleged feud between Kate Middleton and Rose Hanbury, her so-called rural rival. This then escalated when American tabloid In Touch suggested that the root of this feud was an affair between Rose and Will. So far, so spurious. But when British journalist Giles Corrin tweeted that everyone knew about the affair, a tweet which the palace reportedly pressured him to delete, that almost became the smoking gun. And when a shady rumor of about a prince whose wife was allowing him to have an affair floated on Gossip Channel Dumois, people quickly put two and two together, and the hashtag Prince of Pegging was born. No shame, if that's your thing, but it does mean that somebody's had to explain it to the Queen. Throughout this, no sources were named and no evidence was given, but we see how lots of individual rumors clustered together to form this bigger scandal. The feud between William and Harry, which was pretty public knowledge by this point, was now said not to be about their wives not getting along, as many long assumed, but actually due to William's affair. Strangest was the fact that writer Nicole Cliff, who by her own admission was not a royal source, but simply a lover of royal gossip, was cited as evidence that Harry disapproved of William's behavior given how similar it was to what their father did to Princess Diana. Perhaps the strongest seeming evidence seemed to come in Harry and Meghan's documentary when Harry said, They're happy to lie to protect my brother. Which does seem like an actual insider confirming that the palace covered up something big for William. But it's still not stated these lies were about an affair. So looking at this sequence of events, we can see either a conspiracy unraveling or a snowball of off-base gossip and the press trying to construct a royal narrative. The biggest reason we're all so primed to believe this story is familial history. From Henry VIII's six wives to Captain Mark Phillips' illegitimate child to the breakdowns of both Prince Charles and Prince Andrew's marriages in the 90s, this desire for scandal seems born out of a belief that, well, it runs in the family. At the same time, these affairs are big business for the tabloids. If you think about the Charles and Diana affair, it proved so many historic moments. The revenge dress, Charles' leaked phone call, Diana's interview. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. So it was a bit crowded. And maybe the other reason why stories of royal affairs are so believable is because of the history of royal marriages. Rather than being the great glamorous fairy tales promised by royal weddings, the reality is often far less romantic than meets the eye. Royal marriages simply aren't like normal marriages. A lot of the time, love doesn't really come into the equation. Instead, it has to be what's right for the firm. Edward VII famously abdicated over not being able to marry the woman he loved, Wallace Simpson. And Princess Margaret, too, was never able to marry who she wanted. And you've hated our Peter and I've caught the popular imagination. Hated it enough to want to destroy it. This is madness. 
With Kate Middleton, much was made of her meeting William at university and William falling for her after seeing her in a fashion show. But there were just as many stories that suggested she effectively campaigned for the role of his wife, having a picture of William on her wall as a teenager, going to St. Andrews specifically to be close to him, and being dubbed Weighty Katie because of how willing she was to bide her time for their romance to become an official engagement. The lack of a formal announcement about the future of the relationship has left her with a tabloid nickname she's not too crazy about. Weighty Katie has stuck with her. Their couple physicality in public has always been stiff and formal more than affectionate, to a degree that when she recently grazed his bottom with her hand, whether on purpose or not, this was huge news, unpacked in headlines for days. And HBO satire The Prince imagines that secretly the couple can't stand each other. I married you because I loved you, and now I'm not sure I love anything at all. Going back, royal marriages have often been political arrangements. Historically, members of royal families would marry members off to each other as a way to stave off conflicts and strengthen influence. Victoria and Albert were cousins, as were Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip. In The Crown, Philip frames the whole idea of marriage in this way, as a public commitment separate from private happiness. You can make whatever arrangements you need to find your own happiness. As long as you remember the one condition you remain loyal to your husband and loyal to this family in public. As The Crown also covers, Philip contended with his own affair rumors during his lifetime. The show depicts his connection with Penny Natchbull, and he was also linked with actor Pat Kirkwood, The Birds author Daphne du Maurier, and even the Queen's cousin, Princess Alexandra. In many respects, Harry and Meghan's relationship bucks the trend of royals, given that it's clearly based on attraction and started, well, kind of the way a normal relationship would. Meghan and I met over Instagram. That was the first thing I was like, who is that? <laughs> so maybe because most of these marriages feel like political arrangements rather than grand love stories, we're primed to look for that one that got away lurking in the background. We may fill in the blanks, and history would tell us that usually we're right. A biographer of the Queen wrote that Prince Philip has affairs and has had more than one. He has affairs and the Queen accepts it. I think she thinks that's how men are. But gossip, rumor, and scandal has another function too, and one that, when it comes to the royals, might actually not be so bad. In detailing the horrific treatment he and Meghan received from the press, Prince Harry drew attention to the symbiotic relationship the press have with the royal family, a relationship that's, for the most part, mutually beneficial. The press get good access to feed the gossip machines and sell papers, and in return the royals get, for the most part, favorable coverage, as well as a spotlight that gives them relevance. Once you're part of the celebrity circus, gossip just becomes par for the course. And if you're part of the royal rota, you have priority over the story over everybody else. And you can see how despite the palace's protestations and threats of legal action when things cross a line, and their attempts to cover up certain stories to protect some members, what the press does to maintain public interest is important for the royal family. Those who aren't usually interested in the royals become sucked into the drama and the intrigue, unable to tear themselves away from the story. And for those who are staunch royalists, these rumors act almost as a call to arms, or a signal for them to rush to the monarchy's defense. Both of these reactions accomplish what the royals have set out to do in recent years, which is up their relatability. The royal scandal coverage invites us to look at them as real people. Some of us enjoy how it makes them seem like real people who make mistakes and aren't so special after all. Some of us want to rise about it and argue that they're real people who don't deserve this kind of invasive treatment. But leave the royals alone. Like them or not, they're not going anywhere. The tactic has, yes, turned the royals into a bit of a public soap opera, but the upshot of that is, it's kept them relevant for better or worse. 
When it comes to online gossip, we are pretty easily fooled. Mind you, this has been around for a while, but it's making the rounds again. Oh, this family ain't catching no breaks this year. Think of how quickly the wild stories from subreddits like Am I the Asshole or r slash relationships go viral, despite the fact that there's no proof that any of these stories are true, and in fact, it's pretty commonly known that lots are fake. We already know that we find it hard to cope with misinformation, and it seems pretty likely that royal columnists are playing on this to stoke some interest in these people about whom we really don't know very much. But does the truth actually matter? Do we even care? What we do know is that throughout history, there's nothing more royal than an affair. And judging by the current stories, that narrative isn't going anywhere anytime soon. That's the take. Click here to watch a video we think you'll love or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.